We are live, gentlemen. <laughs> and, and chat. Yes, that's better timing. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the PC Perspective podcast, I guess. Live weekly tech talk on YouTube. Uh, I'm Sebastian Peek. I'm Jeremy Hellstrom. I'm Josh Walrus. I'm Brett Van Spruenberg. I can't even remember how to do this. I guess we introduce ourselves. And then Josh, I just right off the bat, I'm going to get it out of the way. Burger, do you have a burger update? Uh, you know, I didn't take a picture of one, but I, I did take a picture of uh, the the infamous tomato plant. It's, yes, it's finally you did. fruiting, and, and we've got red tomatoes on it, and I've had some from it, and they're fantastic. Josh, can the tomato plant make a live appearance? Is that possible? Uh, I mean, it's possible, but maybe later. Okay. Okay. Uh, well, it can make an appearance if I can grab the correct mouse here. I just know that there was such excitement the last time that the tomato plant wandered on stage. Yes. It was smaller and less heavy back then. <laughs> it's still pretty big, but that's yeah, the no. same tomato plant. Yeah, it's out of hand. I mean, they grow. You water them, you put them in good soil, you give them light, and they magically grow. I breathe on it a little bit, and uh, yeah, it's uh, like, like kids. Yeah. Someone on YouTube is asking if that's a weed plant. I don't believe so. I mean, it no. could be categorized as a weed. Hey, I don't, guess. Not really. Don't diss tomatoes like that. He said it was a tomato anyway. Tomato. I, I've never seen weed that has fruit like that. Bud, sure, but not big red <laughs> orbs. There's some yeah. really good pictures going on right now. Oh, in this, uh, the Discord? Yes. Yeah. It's yeah. always uh, never safe to look at Discord. I won't do it. No, no. Hey. If anybody can guess what we're going to talk about today, Vega. There it is. There it is. Yep, we're talking about Vega. Talking about the last gasp of Vega, the Radeon Seven. No, look at this thing. Look how beautiful this card looks. Awesome. If you're into that kind of industrial design, I like it. Camper edges. I think so. I yeah. It looks I actually, like it. it does look like it. There's all sorts of, and I, I didn't notice this before. Somehow didn't pay attention. Look in the center. It looks like there's LED, white LED lighting in the center, like kind of where the X is. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it could be. Yeah, I don't know. It, uh, no, it's just ray tracing. Oh, yeah. You won't know if that's true aluminum or just some sort of aluminized plastic. So, yeah, the... NVIDIA GeForce Countdown, we had the 21-day countdown, and then yesterday it all went down, and I was kind of watching the stream and waiting and waited through the kind of expected demos, and they went through actually their new broadcast software first, which I didn't really look too closely into. I was just, everybody was waiting for the new GPUs. I couldn't believe it. There was like 120,000 people watching on their Twitch channel, and then it was 180. And then by the time I stopped paying attention, it was 247,000 people watching. <laughs> and wow. it right off the bat, I don't know. I think they started with 3080. They released 3080 first, or announced it first. Yep. And then 3070, and then the one more thing basically was that 
3090 is basically their replacement for a Titan. It's not, and there's, they didn't announce any TI cards. I know there's some rumors swirling about TI variants with more memory coming, but this is what we have so far. We have a 3070, 3080, and 3090. And the CUDA core counts are so much higher than anything that had been supposedly leaked before. It makes me think NVIDIA was intentionally leaking stuff this time to keep their secrets. Does that sound plausible? Yeah. Or for them to trace their leaks by selectively giving the wrong numbers to different people to see true. which numbers yeah. they put out. Because video cards was way low, and they've been very accurate with the last few launches because they've been getting information leaked directly from like AMD events, like E3 last year. Somebody leaked right from the auditorium, and we had all of NVIDIA's super stuff leaked in advance, I think, last year, which they were not terribly thrilled with. So if you if you are watching and can see this little spec table, 5,888 CUDA cores for the new RTX 3070, 8,704 with the 3080, and the 3090 has 10,496 CUDA cores. Memory is eight gigs of GDDR6 for the 3070, moves up to 10 of GDDR6X, with a 3080 and then 24 gigs of 6x with the 3090 and pricing was the really really big story i think anyway yeah 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 those those first two SKUs were much lower priced than i was expecting oh heck yeah oh yeah amazing coming it's... out of the exact same price like did not see that coming at all Hey, the weird thing is, is this is very similar to 2000 series pricing where people had a bit of a, a bit of an attack over it. But now it seems inexpensive because the performance is so much higher. Amazing what you can get used to in 2020, isn't it? Let, let, let's not go there. Yeah, it, the pricing <laughs> the grand, is so much, That's fine. What do you think the likelihood is that they know what AMD has or they've just like, kind of extrapolated from what we know from the consoles, RDNA 2 architecture was capable of, look at what the projected, like, CU numbers are and say, well, they're going to have this much GPU power when they release the big Navi card, so we need this much to have our lead. It's plausible. Like if, if they think that they know that it does not scale past 80 CUs or whatever it's going to be, and they're like, we have to do this to be the leader, maybe 3090 will be the card that actually is the leader, not 3080. Maybe AMD will match 3080, but I don't know. It these, it almost looks to me like maybe the the product staff stack was shifted a little bit because in in the past it, there hasn't been anything in my memory as an enthusiast when I was actually buying GPUs like this. It's I think on Linus's video yesterday he said that you had to go back to he was looking at a non tech article from two thousand four. The last time there was a jump this big by NVIDIA was like the 6,000 series over the 5,000 series. Right. Yeah, well, the uh, the the 8,000 series was a significant jump over the 7,000 because mm -hmm. that was the that was the first year of uh, of the unified shaders. You know, before that, it was all just, you know, you had pixel shaders and you had vertex shaders. And then the 8800 series, the GTX and the GT, uh, they introduced the unified design and there was like 128 shaders when before there was what 24 pixel and like i'm probably getting the 7800 series 7900 series wrong it's like 
it's like 32 pixel shaders and eight vertex. I can't remember, but yeah, it was uh, that was another significant jump where the differences were dramatic. And that was, of course, the same year as the Radeon 2900 XT, which if you turned off anti-aliasing would, uh, you know, was was very competitive with the 8800 series. And that was another unified shader account. Unified shader. Yeah. Yeah. And speaking yeah. of speaking of shaders, just looking at the CUDA core counts, because obviously we have the early look at performance based on NVIDIA's own internal testing, what they say it's going to in, entail. And the, the early first look was uh, Digital Foundry, who was sampled beforehand, and they actually had their thing up immediately. And so check that out if you want to see actual in-game benchmarks and some other testing that they did. But the the performance is just the thirty seventy is targeting twenty eighty Ti levels. So now the the low entry level graphics card is supposed to be better performance than the current flagship. So the four ninety nine card now outperforms the twelve hundred dollar card. And of course, it isn't a twelve hundred dollar card because in the current market, you cannot buy a twenty eighty Ti for twelve hundred. You might well, be. I mean, in this, no, not a new one, right? And yeah. if you were to go shopping, PC part picker, go anywhere, it it's like for a founder's edition, it's fifteen, sixteen hundred and up. They're yeah, very right. scarce. They've basically been discontinued at this point. So, and now this this makes perfect sense that well, you know, we have this new launch. But it's good because we. I think we should have a moment of silence for recent uh, twenty eighty Ti buyers. Actually, uh, yeah. yeah, that's got to hurt. I'm sorry. sorry, too yeah. soon. I just soon. I hope you find a buyer in the secondary market who doesn't pay attention to tech news. Oh, or yeah. if you're just really mad and want to get rid of it, just feel free to ship it to any of us. Sure. Some some friend, other friend of mine, uh, he he was uh, you know talking to me over Twitter. He's like, should I sell it? Should I sell? It? I was like, yeah, you might as well. I mean, you're, they're going for good prices, and yeah, you, know, you can just invest that money in in the next generation. So he sold it for like a thousand bucks or something like that. Mm. I mean. He had had it for about a year and a half or a year, and so yeah, he sold it for a thousand. <laughs> Two weeks later, they're selling yeah. for five hundred, maybe you know, less. Not everybody kind of really grasps the fact that it has been two years. It was yeah. this time, twenty eighteen, mm-hmm. when the uh, two thousand series came out, and it's it's yeah. actually been a long time. So, well, I think we were kind of talking about that last week. Oh, yeah, that yeah. the uh, depreciation of. Uh, of uh, having a card for two years that was top end uh, was you know pretty good. I find it very interesting that uh, they definitely laid down a, a 1080 Ti marker on their graphs saying it's safe to come out of the water. 10 series people. Yeah, you know. that's that's really going to be the data point. I think it'll be <laughs> yeah. most interesting to see in charts. Like yeah, you can compare it against the current RTX 20 series, and it's going to be obviously most important to do that looking at the new second gen RTX stuff for ray traced game benchmarks, but I want to see the data point from Pascal of just 1080 Ti versus 3070 versus 3080. Because that card was so incredibly good, even at 699, that it stood the test of time. It was two years down the road. Who is going to to upgrade from a 1080 Ti when you're looking at the 2080? Eh, It's pretty much on par. Yeah, maybe a little bit faster. Or DLSS. And then so to go newer games, it likes better, but 
honestly, you're not going to see a, a huge return on the money that you'd have but to toss in. Was if 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 it was ten percent, that would probably would have been a lot. I mean, it was really close in in most of them. Twenty eighty oh. super was a little bit better. Uh, yeah, architecturally speaking, I'll hand this one to Josh. Just mm. off the top of your head, mm. is there that? How big, just from the raster side of things, like forget RTX, just standard old 3D DirectX 11 stuff. Props. What was the big, was there even a, a significant improvement between Pascal and, and Turing there? It was, you know, it's about 15% yeah. per clock uh, uh, improvement. I mean, it was, it was definitely there. Um, you know, I remember testing that of you know a, a 1070 and a 2060 that was you know slightly overclocked and i was amazed by how much faster the 2060 was over the 1070 and even though it had less memory and and uh, you know i think it was the shader count was identical or at least a little bit less i can't remember offhand but uh it it was significantly faster um and that I, I believe that I, yeah, I did review that. It was the Asus um, 2060 overclock. Um, and I thought it was, you know, well worth the price considering how much faster it was than than the old 1070. And the 1070 I tested against was a highly overclocked MSI Gaming Z. And so that was, you know, already a, a jump up from a standard 1070. And, uh, yeah, no, uh, the, the 2000 series were... You know, in just terms of of raster shader, they were a significant improvement over the previous generation. And then you add in uh, tensor cores, and then you add in the uh, the RTX cores, and we can see why those became as big of chips as they were, because we've had you know a generational difference, and then we had all that extra stuff added in. And so overall. Um, yeah, I don't. I, I their margins were still probably pretty decent with the the cards, but those chips were all very big for for the size of of the market. I mean, the one was what seven hundred and some for the twenty eighty Ti and the twenty eighty uh, the cut down version. So, yeah, um, there was still a lot of design work going in, and uh, you know, for some people, it was an improvement. But again, you know, the the ten series was released in twenty sixteen. Is that right? Is it? Maybe it was 2017. I don't know. I don't remember. I know that 20 series was 28. Let's do the magic of Google. It's got to be 2016. Feels like 2016. GTX 1080 release date is May 27th, 2016. Yeah. Wow. So So yeah, if you bought a 1080 or 1080 Ti, you could still, in theory, be yes. Using it. No, the 1080 Ti was released the year after. Yes. Yeah, yeah they did the same thing as they're doing with this one, where you got yeah. the, the 3080, or 20, 1080, 1070, and then it, they just went insane. And 1060s and GTXs and yeah. all of that but sort still, of wacky ten, stuff. If you had had a 1080, you, you could still, in theory, be using that without any problem with most I, of the titles out now. I am. Well. Congratulations. I mean, it is a fancy overclocked Asus one, but still, it's... March 9, 2017, our 1080 Ti review went up. <laughs> mm. uh, but uh, are, are they going to be doing a, a 
kind of an editor's day deep dive on uh, on the three thousand series with you, or can you say? I don't know if I can say. I think it makes perfect sense that they would be if I can't say that they are. Okay. Well, anyway, uh, yeah, because I mean, they 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 talked about a few things in the launch. Like one is they've they've got uh, double the 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 shading outputs as compared to previous generation, and the, but they only really kind of glossed over that. And so I wonder if if the stream count the the shader counts reflects that or something different. I'm I'm guessing it kind of reflects that. You know, maybe. Maybe they did. Uh, they took some from AMD's book, and and so each shader core is has got two front ends. I don't know. That'd be kind of funny, wouldn't it be? CMT multi-threading. Well, they must have done something. Yeah, because these these stream counts or store core counts are yeah are insane. They discussed a little bit, and they're it's. There have obviously been refinements, improvements. It's a new architecture, and we will absolutely be going over it in depth because, you know, they've as time providing all that information. I, I know that on. they had, their previous generation had where they could do a, a certain kind of operation one at a time, and they weren't able to do them at the same time. But now they're able to to share some of the, the capacity. Yeah. Of, and I don't remember what it was exactly. Rasterization I, I, and RT course. Was it really? Yeah. Was, was yeah. that what it was? Okay, but well, they, don't, they don't have to swap anymore. They can do them simultaneously now. So Yeah, it's it's a much more efficient architecture yeah. all around. Yeah. And there's, uh, there's... how they do the tensor cores is different as well. That was um, it. So you have, you know, three times the overall throughput and performance, which is, again, insane. And, excuse me, uh, one thing I'm a little disappointed about is uh, the only NVLink enabled one is the 3090. So 3080, 3070, if you want to do SLI and use uh, NVLink, uh, you're out of luck because they do not support it. What game supports it, though? What could you do oh, with SLR today? Yeah. yeah, not much. If only, if only Flight Simulator did. Uh, if <laughs> only. Yeah, the uh, the thing that, that we used, I know, at my work, um, NVLink and CUDA allows you to see the two memory pools kind of as one. And so you get, you know, pretty fast trans memory transfers in between the GPUs over NVLink. And so you're able to do that effectively. And so essentially, if you've got two 8-gig cards, you put NVLink, and when you're doing machine learning stuff and, and CUDA and that type of uh, work, you, it just sees it as one memory pool of, of 16 gigs. And so the guys at my work are, are doing a lot of this stuff with the two 2080 TIs that we threw in there. And again, it sees them as... 22 gigs of, of memory pool that it can it can work with and so you know some of these guys have some training that just are, are massive 15 16 17 gigs in size and uh, yeah uh, these 3090s with 24 gigs of memory per and the ability to do NVLink uh, for only fourteen hundred ninety nine dollars yeah. this <laughs> is going to Keep be buying. Keep buying. This is going to be, I mean, if, if companies can get, actually get a hold of them, yeah. which we can talk about later, uh, they're they're going to supercharge kind of the medium business machine learning AI type stuff. And it's all powered by CUDA and people using Python, whatever. Uh, but yeah, that the ability to put two of them together for $3,000 and have 
48 gigs of, of usable memory and three times per card the, the tensor performance of the previous gen it's 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 just gonna it's gonna be a rocket ship for these mid-level um, machine learning things so you don't have to pay sixty thousand to a hundred thousand dollars to get one of the dg ones or dgx ones or whatever the hell they're called uh, you can you know do a seven thousand dollars super workstation and and get the performance you know multiple times of, of what you can do now that sixty thousand dollars would buy you a year and a half ago yeah it's important to remember that fifteen hundred dollars is an extreme value for those kinds of use cases it's yes. not expensive at all yeah think about what an amazing bargain the radeon 7 was even when it launched at 699 because it, that it compute right yeah. if if you could use the 16 gigs of hbm2 that was a a steal of a compute card yeah. and that's of course why the market kind of reacted to that and after the card was EOL'd, then it went down to like 529 i think was the lowest i ever saw it and then all of a sudden it shot up to triple digits and then four digits like it was at triple digits it went to like 900 thousand twelve hundred so then it was about the same as getting a 2080 ti so it just but it had more memory and if you could take advantage of it then it was a go-to and i feel like for 1500 if you actually find them for that that's what the 3090 will end up becoming. Yeah, it'll be the, mm -hmm. the huge flex for a gamer who can actually afford one to put it in their system. But it it has that Titan DNA. It's more of a quasi workstation card. Just yeah. I mean, And yeah, they showed 8K gaming with it, which yeah, is something well, you could do with a like massive GPU and all that memory. But 8K displays are not common. And it's, yeah, it's, that's DLSS playing tricks. Oh, of course. Pushing that many pixels. I'm sorry. It's an amazing card, but yeah. That's that those tester insane. cores, baby. Yeah, true. Superpowering DLSS. <laughs> yeah, so you're saying they're, they're, they're subsampling it down to an easy to handle 4K and then, and then interpolating it back up. <laughs> like, how hard yeah. is that? Yeah. True. I'm, it is a fancy trick. I'm noticing and looking at the YouTube chat, a lot of talk about the fact that it's not really going to be available at launch, which oh, wouldn't that. surprise me. Like sure there'll probably that. be very few. I'm sure everybody will get sampled and all the reviews will be up, but it'll be, who knows? I would not be surprised. I've heard nothing official, but. Yeah, I've, I've heard rumors. Well, read read them that yeah. uh, availability will be pretty bad throughout the rest of the year, not just for. For the NVIDIA stuff, but also for what was released today from Intel. So uh, it's um, going to be kind of interesting to see uh, when the 24th comes around and, and those 3090s are finally put on sale, how many units they're actually going to ship. I mean, they won't tell us. Oh, no. But I may be up staying up half the night waiting for that and have like a preloaded order or something <laughs> from my work. Hey, wouldn't that, a pre-order link be nice for any of this stuff? Yeah, but they're not doing that because they just don't have the ability, and right. they don't they don't they don't want to tell us how many they're yeah. actually going to ship. But so the I only way you can don't. do no, the pre-order is uh, CyberPower PC has already oh. taken orders for really? full systems. Interesting. Yeah. Hey, just now, dump the system. Give it to yep. a friend. Put your old so, GPU in it and resell it. Hey, we did that for AMD, so why not? <laughs> yeah, sometimes you have to do what you have to do. Like at, when when the thirty 
950X launched, the only place you could actually get one in stock for a while was a Dell Alienware system. That's just the way it was. Um, uh, we have to talk about power and process. What are you going to do with all that power? I know. I had this up mm. a second ago, but they're, they're talking about the 1.9X per, per watt improvement. Which and you better I'm, hope is true. Over touring, which is, you know, it's big. Well, it, it is. Yeah. I mean, it, 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 it is a greater power efficiency because they are more than double the performance in, in many of these cases. And a 2080 Ti is a 250-watt TDP board. Um, and a 3090 is 340-watt board power. Is that right? 340? I think it was 320, 340, or 320, 350, something like that. Yeah, it might be 350. But I know the 3080 is 320, and then the 3070 is 310, I think. And so, yeah, you're improving your efficiency, but you're just slamming these things. They're they're clocked up there. They're large chips. It's it's Samsung eight nanometer, which apparently is a slightly improved Samsung ten nanometer process. Yeah, um, I've heard some not positive things. It's the tri-hard eight, eight eight nanometer. Yeah, and um, that could be the limitation of uh, a lot of of what we see that that you know Samsung is still working on being able to effectively fabricate these things. And, and again, the, the 3090 is going to be a large chip. It just is. It's going to oh, be 500 huge. millimeter square plus. Um, and you're uh, dealing with the new process. And yeah. Genius Jordan says uh, 400 watts for the partner cards. In the, in the uh, Wow. That is amazing. Yeah. If I, I was seeing stuff. TBD on the stuff that I had looked at so far. Like I went through the MSI stuff because they sent. A press release this morning and I'm, everything in the boxes on their table for power and for clocks was to be determined so that's interesting because that would if they have the ability to cool it and we've seen some pretty exotic cooling solutions i guess i was unaware that evga already did double width rads for some of their hybrid designs because yep. i've only ever seen a single like 120 coming off of a gpu and They've got 240s. That was the, the previous Kingpin. That was the 20 series Kingpin had a 240. Did it? Okay. Yes. This Kingpin, EVGA Kingpin, is actually being equipped with a 360 freaking rad, if you can believe it. Now, that that probably does have close to a 400 watt TDP then. It's, it's also not three slots. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it's three slots. True. Plus, well, or two I'm, slots plus a radiator. Yeah, yeah. You got room in your case for an extra rad. I would take one. I'm not going to say no to one. Yeah, Fantex know. will sell you a case for that. So yeah. And this is funny too because if you remember, I could try to find a picture of it. Uh, you know that Asatech Alienware sidecar cooler. Oh, vaguely remember that. Oh, the one thing. that takes up the other slot. Yes. That yeah. Goes right next to it. Yeah. Uh, sure. Let's see. Bring. A, they have an article about it. I mean, you know, it's a it's a thing. They're trying to make it quieter. Oh, here we go. Here we go. And what else are you going to yeah. put in that slot? I mean, it's a pre-built. You know, the idea is that it's going into people's hands who probably aren't going to open the case and do a lot with it, right? 
so you've got the traditional like ultra compact Dell enclosure here that they've been using since very, very long ago. That's their current design. And they're putting a liquid cooler in it where they otherwise would otherwise would not have room for another fan, really. It, by doing this double it's it it looks thicker than the GPU. It's it looks it's another at least two slots all in one liquid cooler in the the shape and size of a GPU that attaches to the companion GPU. And this is just a 2080 Super right now. I can totally see this, especially since Dell is talking about how they're they're ready. They're uh, ready for the new graphics card. So I'm sure they're going to have a Ace Attack custom variant of the 3080 with this sort of sidecar liquid cooler in their latest version of the Aurora. So that's just with one a proprietary 12 pin PCIe connector that won't match anyone else's. It's a different 12 pin. It so will just, be because Dell you, just does that. Dell. Yeah. If you're keeping yeah. score at home, it's not the same 12 pin as that's. Yeah. It's just, yeah, different. it'll be a, a eight pin and a four pin that are split, but they don't match anything. <laughs> yeah. Like their power supply connectors with that one weird right. like six pin that goes into the board. Like yeah. don't plug PCIe power into the board though. You'll probably fry it. No, it will be very unhappy. Yeah. Sparky. I, I don't mind working on Dell systems. I've worked on a lot of them, but it's one of those things. It's like you've got to buy the Dell OEM PSU, pretty much. There's no leeway there. Uh, well, the well, the they're they're saying that there's that they want their I don't know. This is if this is the word from from Nvidia or not, but they're saying don't don't sign up unless you got a 750 watt power supply or not. I don't know if I believe that, but that's. I would believe it if you go through oh, yeah. power supply calculators. Yeah, yeah. 750 yeah. seems like a lot, though. I mean, Dude, you, you could do but, lower, but, just, but it'd be unstable. You think? Like, power spikes would not be good. Uh, Josh, no, but here's what happens. is uh, So, I had an 850-watt power supply, and uh, we had a Threadripper. You know, it was reasonable power, not anything crazy. And uh, one twenty eighty Ti, and we put a second twenty eighty Ti, and this is a pretty good high end Corsair HX, eight hundred fifty watt power supply. And they would get this training going, and the power supply would just blah. It would do the it would do the soft reset, <laughs> and it would just knock power to the system. And then you'd have to go in, unplug it, wait ten minutes, plug it back in, and boot up fine, but it would just it would just just power down, and so yeah, you're looking at that kind of behavior if you don't have a 750 watt power supply because even though it's a 350 watt board power, it's going to peak up into the 400 450 range probably under certain circumstances. And chances are you don't have a Ryzen five attached to it. Well, I can yeah. understand got a power hungry CPU. Yeah, I could definitely understand keeping in the efficiency range and say, you know, yeah. you don't want to be you don't want to be peaking it out anyway. So, but that's what running my PSU at ninety seven percent for a hundred percent of the day is not recommended. They said it was gold rated. It's it's platinum, man. <laughs> platinum. Do you know how warm power oh, supplies God. get at that point? It's... Yeah. Well, it's not molten yet, right? Not yet. Don't turn it off till it starts desoldering itself. <laughs> <laughs> Slag those caps. Let me unmute myself. I went through the Be Quiet um, power supply calculator just now. Oh, yeah. Put together a system. I don't think it shows now. Oh, yeah. 39 
100X. I, there's not any 30 series stuff yet, so I did 2080 Ti Founders Edition. Single SATA drive, two sticks of RAM, two fans, no water cooling. Two. I just I just put numbers into the okay. boxes. Anyway, it's showing an 83% load on a 550s. I mean, it would be doable, but that's that's if you're at 2080 Ti levels. This this would require more. So I would say at the absolute minimum, don't try to run this unless you have at least a 650 and really 750. No. But because these numbers are going to be they're, they're 100 uh, watts plus higher, over. They're 100 watts over. It's yeah, yeah. Rough estimate. add 100 to this. So, yeah, yeah, 750 sounds right. And if you look at NVIDIA's uh, specifications, if you go to their GeForce page, go to the full specs link, it's showing 750 watts. Yes. So I, I was, you know, we thought 850 or at least some people were saying 850 because of the Seasonic leak about the 12 pin connector to the two eight pins. Seasonic's recommendation is 850. But I think the bare minimum is going to be 650 to 750, and that's if and you don't have a lot of to Go that low. I agree, but I mean, if you've already got like a 700, 750 watt power supply, it seems like it's going to be okay. Kind of blocks Just, out a lot of the uh, small form factor builds, you know, where people like to build high power, portable. The 3090 is a small form factor build okay. in and of itself. <laughs> hey, speaking of small form factor. Let's look at this visual. I mean, I guess there's a there's an 800, right? I know this is 750 for in the in, in an SFX in an extended SFX. What do they call it? SFX Plus. Power SFX L for Thank long. Thank you. Thank you. SFX long. You can get an 800. Oh, you can now. The yeah. power density is there. Oh now, yeah. Th look at the thermals now. Obviously, this is just Founders Edition. The new Founders Edition cooler. We talked about this. I think we talked about this last week when they NVIDIA released this video that talked about the new thermal design, the new 12 pin that was coming. And here is a look. Here's their like model of airflow. And you have fans on both sides of the cooler, of course, and it's drawing air in from below. And it's pushing it out through that, that section of the cooler that does not have any PCB under it. It's just straight up passing air through the heat sink on the right-hand side, and directly into the path of your memory and CPU. Yeah, I'm going to yes. throw, throw a flag on this play, though. This is not inventive on their part. There have been a large number of cards that have done this. Really? This exact airflow pattern? I don't remember. Yes. Uh, okay. Oh, yeah. Uh, power color, Vega 56, Vega 64, off the top of my head. Really? Yeah. With fans on both uh, sides? Not, no, not I call BS on your, but, your but, claim. But blow through... Three fan design, blow straight through up into the... So go ahead and look for the back. Yeah, I think of, some of like the double Ds did double. the exact same thing, too. Go look, go look for the uh, picture of a back of a Vega 56 Red Devil from Power Color, for instance. Okay. I'm just... Because it has that, like, cut out, you know, to the right of the... It's a very, very dense PCB. Watching the design oh, yeah. video about this. I don't know how they got everything in there. I don't know. It's 16 power phases... That thing, and it's, you know, that's a chunk, huge chunk out of it. That, And they still made it a flying V. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Crazy. 18. Josh, 18 power phases. Oh, wow. Yeah. And it's and the other thing, the elephant in the... Well, there's so many. I, Besides the hot air into the CPU? Yeah, all of that. One of the other things is this is a PCIe 4.0 product. Yeah. So it's it makes perfect sense to marry this to, you know, a Ryzen system when... You know, their own internal benchmarks and what a lot of outlets are going to end up doing is throwing it on their typical 
Intel powered GPU test bed. And I was thinking, you know, it makes this is the time. Grab the crosshair board, put the 3900X or 3950X in it and test that way. Just, and then manually ena enable and disable, you know, PCIe Gen 4 and see if that makes any kind of a difference at all, which I'm sure it won't. But maybe at the 3090, it, it might in some yeah. things, well, but machine learning stuff, I bet. Machine learning is learning? definitely gaming. Gonna, I don't know. No, nah. no, nah, I mean, nah, I was talking to a machine learning guy again on Twitter, and uh, he's like, Yeah, some of our loads, um, they, they do choke a PCIe 3.0, and so they're looking forward to, to this. I'm just speechless as I stare at these photos. The the design, it, there's kind of a weird design difference with the 3070 when I had that pulled up. Mm -hmm. It's, you've got, like, here's the 3080 design. And then you've got down here, look at the top of the 3070. It's just one of those 12 pins, but it's right in the middle. So you've got kind of a, everybody's going to have a cable right front and center in their build but you know i'm sure somebody will do a 90 angle 90 degree angle connector it'll look okay but just kind of an odd choice it is. there yeah, it is but that? That, that's where they that's like the only place they could mount it on the pcb mm -hmm. it's, a, it's a short pcb it actually yeah. ends that's yeah. the end of the pcb you're right yep. yeah it's there that's as far that, down the card as they could get it without using uh like their 2060 series they had that little extender inside there to kind of move it mm -hmm. to the end yeah not the best idea because the 2060 PCB was actually a little bit shorter in order to kind of make it universal. They could have done something like that, but that would have added cost and complexity and power movement. And, you know, whenever, when, you, when, you, when you introduce more connections into a wire, it, it also does some bad things. Absolutely. There's a Increase current, that resistance. Yep. Current, current reduction across every boundary. Have you seen the new EVGA stuff, by the way? I'm not nope. sure what's going on here. It's a it's a circus carnival. Here's the uh, blow up of the design here, and even this uh, aftermarket design is still going to have air through PCB. So it's it's aftermarket, it's custom, but it, it's still using a short PCB. I wonder if that's just like wave one, or if everybody's going to be going with short PCB, extra long cooler. And it also seems like there's a little bit of a battle to who can have the longest graphics card. I think 12 and a half is the longest one I've seen so far, but I mean, somebody's got to do a 13 size isn't everything. If XFX <laughs> could do a 13 inch long RX 5600 XT. I mean, that thick three ultra that I reviewed last year, I think was like 13 inches long. And that's just a RX 5600 XT. So you'd think a 3090 out there might be 13 or, or longer. And I'm noticing a lot of those triple fan designs. Everybody seems to have a triple fan design for this. So it's it's not going to be a very cool running card. They got a lot of this extra performance out of it by making that decision of, okay, with 8 nanometer, with the enhanced 8 nanometer, whatever, you know, class, custom Samsung process they're using, they could go with power efficiency or push for better performance at higher power draw. So now we're left with cards that kind of start at 2080 TI levels and move up to 350 watts. 
at the top end. So, and and the, and the max temp when I was looking at specs, I believe max temp on these is like 92, 92. 94. Yeah, which is 10 degrees higher than the 20 series, which always kind of petered out at around 80, 82, and then adjusted clocks to maintain that. Oh, so that means the clock adjustment curve is going to be different, unexpected. Yeah, mm -hmm. and I wonder if that's where that 400 number comes from, because if you have one of these high-end overclockable cards, if it has like a plus 10% or plus 12% on power, then yeah, you're hitting 400 watts right. pretty quickly. Hey, so, those those AIB cards are probably going to have regular uh, eight pin connectors. By the way, not the really. That's just a Founders Edition thing. Well, I saw. It's, yeah, EVGA one had three of the eight. Yeah, okay. if you pull that picture back up, you'll see that. Yeah. That's so that's what reminded me of it. Okay. What picture do I have up? I'm on the EVGA site. This is the blow up. Uh. Jacob has a Twitter hmm. feed. Yes, has that. Yeah, that's where I saw. Shows it. it. Okay, I'll have to look at it. And that's where I, I told Jacob not to strain your wrist. Because yep. he's like holding it one-handed, and it looks It's really a two-person left. Oh, he should yeah. have a brace or something. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. It's big. Not They're because he's big. just excited about the card. And it looks like a, like a carnival ride. This is going to create a situation where card sag is going to be a very real problem. We don't and... talk about that out loud. Oh, it's well, a reality. They had... They had some kind of, uh, you know, and they talked in that uh, video they released last week that there was some kind of spring-loaded stuff in there to decrease uh, uh, PCB flex and and how it attaches to the back uh, end with the uh, with the bracket. That you know, there supposedly there's some uh, improvements there so it's that like say towing a heavy trailer. Yeah, yeah, pretty much the load. Well, I mean, the, the, the old 7900 series from AMD came quite often with a little jack inside of it. Huh. I know what what was that 7950 I had? I just found that picture. Oh, it was an HIS. Oh, okay. And that one definitely came with a little jack inside of it that you could put if you were worried. Yeah, there, there, there they are. The bottom of the case or something, right? If it was like stood out, is that what you're talking about? Or are you talking about the end piece that that leveraged it up, like you put it on the outside? No, it was the literal jack that was separate, oh, okay. and Perfect. so you it looked a little bit like a, a C clamp, ah. and so you just balanced it on the bottom of the case and clicked it up so oh, that it yeah, pulled okay. the GPU on the bottom yeah. of the case. Yeah, it wasn't pretty, but it worked. <laughs> Do you want to talk any more about this? I think we've kind of, I feel like it, it's been a letdown kind of a day. Like yesterday it was this, I was preparing for yet another one of these sort of iterative launches and it was going to be really expensive. And all I was hearing was like this $1,400 and I was buying into the rumors that it wasn't going to be a huge generational leap in performance. And then all of this happened at once and the pricing, I just can't get over the 3070, 499 for the same performance or even better of the 2080 Ti, which is a card that for me personally is out of reach. I don't buy the high-end graphics card. I, I live in that, like, I'd be the 3070 buyer. I would have been the, the 2070 buyer at best, like a 2060 super guy. Yeah. So the, this is un, crazy. Like, I would, I would just make it happen to get a 3070 at 499 if I'm budgeting out a new PC build. Right. 
it just seems like a no-brainer at this point. It's such an incredible... Because the, the performance they were talking about, obviously, as I mentioned, 2080 Ti for the 3070, 2x the performance of a 2080 for the 3080, which is crazy. It's like they're talking basically double the performance of last gen. When I, I've seen the comments, like, oh, of course, it should be that way. That's how it should be, gen to gen. It used to be that Have way. Have you ever, like, yeah, go back in time really, yeah. really, really far. Sure, when they went from 33 to 66 megahertz, you know, from, uh, from generation to generation with a CPU. Or, you know, you would go from 486 era to Pentium when there was basically 246s baked into a Pentium. But it's, you don't have that anymore. It's the biggest, most exciting things we've seen recently are in the CPU space, and it's AMD, and it's because of core count. They've pretty much caught up with Intel as far as IPC, and now they have just incredible core count for your money, so... There's actually, there's two other things that I find noteworthy with this, and that's uh, DMA from storage into VRAM. That's actually pretty cool. Oh, the new NVIDIA I.O. stuff? Yeah. Yeah, they have a name. name is that is NVIDIA I.O.? NVIDIA I.O. Yeah, yeah, it's actually, it's very interesting how they're, I, I'm curious as to how they're going to um, institute uh, I.O. calls or how they're going to facilitate that uh, between uh, storage and and VRAM. I, I, I'm very curious as to how they're going to, make that happen i mean sure bus mastering io that's fine they can do that dma that's fine but they have to somehow interact with through the operating system i would think you know and and isn't, isn't this part of kind of a, a build on a storage spaces that microsoft's been they oh, did mention that specifically but, but yeah. that's still api calls that they're they're issuing essentially potentially from the video card side onto mm -hmm. the bus for the os to pick up and go oh well let me handle that for you very interesting that the o or that the graphics card is going to be doing that. In, in well, issue, I think I think the big push is that uh, they're they were talking about um, it was handling a lot of the offload of decompression. Yeah, that it was just instead of the CPU decompressing all these things, it's just sending it directly to the GPU, which mm -hmm. handles all of that. So you're 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 skipping a stay. So I wonder if I don't think it's it's like you know. Nvidia says, "Hey, I'm going to go and snatch this off the drive." Right. It yeah. still is like, "Hey, CPU, mind if I take this?" CPU is like, "Yeah, go right ahead." Okay, that's and it's like, that "Okay, I'm going to do stuff with it." Yeah. I don't know. Okay. I don't no, know. The yeah, implication that it's cool, going to make instantaneous load screens, which it is sort of mentioned, seems less likely than this sort of thing, where it's it's taking something that the CPU used to be the better choice for and saying, "You know what?" Actually, you deal with PCIe lanes and everything else. I can handle this. Yeah. And maybe this is all stuff that you know is is well known kind of in the industry, and they just haven't really talked to us because the PS5 and and the Xbox uh, Series X. I mean, they're they're doing these same kind of things where mm -hmm. uh, yeah. IO is 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 kind of the next hurdle that they're. That they're taking on, so that you have you know more seamless wor words, uh, worlds, and uh, you know far less loading times, and doing other things while stuff loads in the background, and and just you know much more efficient use of of drive uh, resources, I guess. Pretty cool, though. The other geeky thing was the signaling and how they're yeah. uh, essentially. That's Pan wild. Four. I don't yeah. get that still apart from, you know, the newer networking technologies use it. Pretty awesome. Yeah. yeah. Are you talking about the memory signaling or or just... Because I know there was... 
some new stuff. I was about the talking way about the memory cheese. signaling. Yeah. yeah. That it's almost a uh, what the, there are four uh, values that. Yeah. Yeah. That two, can, two bits per. Uh, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Very cool. Four level PAM four. Four yeah, PAM four. I said PAM four. Cycle. Yep. <clears throat> Nobody ever so, listens to me. I'm sorry, no. Josh. No, I did, but I was kind of over me. Instead of sing, single bit. You know, per clock rate, you know, it's two bits. So they've essentially doubled the bandwidth by being able to detect sub voltage levels or different voltage levels. Very yeah. cool. Oh, hey, and a low key thing. There's supposed to be this. Let's see. The 30 series is the first PC GPU to support HDMI 2.1. So now you can. So do... they've caught up to 1.4 a. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Single cable 8K. It's, it's going to happen. Maybe. Maybe. Someday. I mean, yeah, 4K. I just, I think I was responding to somebody on Twitter this morning. Like, 8K does not appeal to me in any way as a TV format because at this point, almost nothing is high bit rate 4K anyway. Yeah. And even the 1080p stuff streams at like DVD bit rates. Wow. And at some point, you're watching a streaming program and yeah, it's higher resolution, but the color information that's there is so low. I would rather it's, just... It's all it blocky. In. Yeah. It's really high definition blocks, but it's <laughs> let's, let's factor in your viewing distance there too, yeah. which is yeah. a really huge. Did uh, I take my glasses off? Looks fine now. Yeah. Some natural anti-aliasing going on. Hey, did you want to talk about anything else? I know we'd mentioned something about that crazy, insane SSD. Oh, yeah, yeah. What's, what's up with that thing? It's like, uh, can I have a 16 terabyte SSD, please? No, but you can have a 15 terabyte one. 15.3. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to leave 0.3 terabytes it's, on the table. And it is the industry's it's, largest capacity 2.5 inch consumer SSD. Yeah, it's a little status six, too. So that's kind of fun. How'd they do yeah. this? It's, How do they it's, do this? It's just it's, lots of chips and a <laughs> controller that can handle it. Yeah. And it's it's only seven millimeters high. I was thinking, oh, this is gonna be like some thick thing. Oh no, no. it's just this the standard yep. old SSD size. When when well, can you, you get think one? a four terabyte NVMe drive is really not that large. Just you know, you can do that. I want to see uh, inside this thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. Take Speaking also, we have we also had two other PCIe 4.0 announcements. Oh yes. Yeah, one from Samsung and one from uh, Sabrent. That they Sabrent has the enhanced Fizon new controller that now matches a lot of the base speeds of the Samsung 980 uh, up to uh, what seven gigs per second. Is that right? The, yeah. yeah, it is. It's the yeah, fastest. seven gigs per second reads, and, yeah. but they increase uh, writes over Samsung up to like six point three gigs per second, while Samsung is is down at five for for writes. But the problem there is, it's still TLC stuff. So once you kind of get past that fast cache, then it slows right down to like two gigs per second, which is still pretty good for writing. So this is beyond Rocket Q4. This is something oh, newer yeah. than that. Okay. Yeah, this is brand new. It's the uh, it's the Rocket Four Plus or interesting, whichever one. Yeah. I don't. Why do they not have a uh, news page? I don't see news on their site anyway. Yeah, the other They've one. They've got was, a website. 
I'm they, on their they website. Got, they got a page that that uh, actually has it on there. Okay, All I need to find specs. it because I'm I'm looking at the wrong thing. I'm looking at the Q4, not the Q4 plus. No, it's uh, it's the Rocket, yeah, pl four plus or whatever it's called. Sabrent, Rocket four plus. All right. PC for. And then, of course, also Samsung, the new 980 Pro is PCIe 4. But it's not so much Pro anymore. Why not? Because it's not MLC, it's TLC. Oh, right. yeah. Yep. Well, it's not QLC. This is the sad thing about living in present time. TLC is now this, I, I look at it as the preferred type of NAND. And it's, well, I mean, I'm I'm very concerned. I, a 600 terabytes written will go by in a flash. Ching. <laughs> so yeah, having it from 1200 to 600, it's not going to impact any of us. Like, I, I'm sorry, not even the machine that you're doing the streaming and stuff and recording on is going to go through that very quickly. But that was sort of like the Evo's job, a little bit cheaper, and as fast. So I'm curious what this means for the Evo. Are the, is it going away? Is it going to go in a different direction? It, I'm, I'm not sure. Look at the, I'm sorry, but look at the heat sink. Yes. Oh, the Four plus. It, it's got wow. heat pipes. It's got, it yeah. looks like it's like an inch well, and they, a half they, tall. They did that with the original one. Yeah. That it heat was pipes? That they had, well, they that had that tall, funky one. You could, you could buy... Uh, the that thing separately okay or you okay. could buy the combo that had that on there if you didn't have you know kind of heat sinks on your uh on your motherboard you know That's there are a lot of boards easy. that don't reserve that free space above that area that amount no. of free space oh you mean no. it's the boards That's that, that shove the down under <laughs> the graphics card look at this yeah that that look stick it this. right between you know, the first PCIe slot and where the graphics card or the CPU cooler slits or sits the <laughs> first slot there, or maybe even the ones that go on the back, you know, that's never going to fit. No. Yeah, but there's still, uh, what, about eight watts, eight to 10 watts for the controller. Well, Alan told me that All right. I want that, I, oh. that those should be hot. They need to be hot. Alan well, says the they need flash, to be hot. the flash needs to be hot when they're riding, but otherwise you want to keep them more cool. And blah blah, yeah, we done that. La, la 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 la. Alan says they need to be hot. La la. Yeah. <laughs> if they're warm, the performance is higher and the longevity is better, right? Like you don't want it to, to cool down and warm up. It, it needs Something to be like a consistent yes. warmish operating temperature. I thought. Flash. We're talking about the NAND, the not the controller. The con legitimately, the controller. Yeah. The controller should be. Not hot, not as hot. Just have your thirty eighty or your thirty ninety pointed at it. That'll keep it nice and warm. <laughs> sure. You want your not... heat sink for your NVMe to stick up in the way of that air flows to suck exactly. some of the heat down onto your memory chips. I don't see any actual specs. It's just a press release, basically, and that not seeing watts. What the here. rocket for? Yeah, maybe I'm missing it. I don't see a link here for specs. I just keep scrolling down, and they had. They used to. Let me go. Let's. I'll let you see what I'm seeing here. Let's see. Or yeah, I mean, no, not it's... you, but any people watching. It shows like the improvement in you know copper versus aluminum, thermal tape, 
by two. Oh, double thermal tape, top and mm-hmm. bottom. Top and bottom. So I'm I'm kind of curious if this would run effectively with just a motherboard that had the top heat sink. If there's some component down below that gets a little. Yeah, no, they're not. Uh, yeah, they don't release with, yeah, the, don't with the TDP. I think that I did read something that it was around 8 to 10. Okay. Which is significant. I mean, if you don't know, yeah. about 5, 6 is usually the top of what most controllers would be putting out. And it's it's less than that in certain controllers, and there are certain ones that are better optimized for mobile, and that's why they're kind of capped. The performance is capped because of power concerns. So you don't have the super fast sequentials necessarily on some laptops, but well, yeah, they also don't have PCIe four, so right. That was one of the things about uh, we don't have to get into Tiger Lake stuff, but Intel mm. did talk to I mean, their their videos up. I think it's actually up on their their product pages now. Their video presentations about the new Tiger Lake stuff, and that's one of the things that was coming out about that is that it's PCIe Gen four, mm. but only four lanes off of the CPU and you have to go to the PCH traditional storage. So if you want the fast PCIe 4 storage in a laptop, it's going to have to be iGPU. If you want discrete GPU, it's either or. Unless you go PCIe Gen 3 off the chipset and then have four lanes of PCIe 4 for some sort of discrete GPU implementation. So obviously that's what we're going to be seeing. We're going to see Tiger Lake Gaming laptops with whatever the mobile variant of the 30 series is, probably just using four lanes of Gen 4 on mobile. Which kind of makes sense because four lanes of Gen 4 is about the same as eight lanes of Gen 3, which should be enough. For most cards. Yeah. 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 And that's assuming they just don't go with their own internal GPU and that is for your NVMe. Yeah. I, I think for most people, if they're buying an, a, a thin and light form factor Intel laptop anyway, they're just... Yeah. They're going to be content with that new, faster, integrated XE. graphic. Yeah, the XE. Was there anything else you guys wanted to uh, talk about this week? Well, I still want to know if uh, Tesla is going to include a slot in case your AI is running a little bit slow that you can throw one of the 3090s in. Oh. Yeah, oh. I don't, I don't Do know, you know if I want to age your self-driving your car. Oh, God. <laughs> Yeah, you have to leave the car. Well, no, never mind. I was like, leave the car running. It's a Tesla. When it's running, it's draining the battery. I'm an <laughs> idiot. Yeah. And I don't think any alternator in any current car, combustion car, could keep up with that either. 350-watt power draw. Well, You'd have to team all of the like cigarette lighters <laughs> in your car together, and it would still melt something. I don't think it works. But sure. No, it wouldn't work. You couldn't team them like that? Come on. Yeah, no. And the heater something. would be dead, totally gone. Sorry, <laughs> yeah. can't run the heater, the air conditioning while it's running. All right, well, this has been going on for about an hour. That was pretty fair. Yeah, yeah. we did good. Yay. <laughs> so until next week, thank you for watching.